ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, July 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We're spending the hour with you, taking your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our toll-free number is, of course, 877-420-TALK. And the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So you've got all the numbers now. You know how to get a part of the program. It's Friday. That means uh, nobody's working today. Nobody's working for a few more weeks anyway. In these summer months, nobody's working. I'm sure a lot of people right now are heading. If you're listening to the show live, we've got 9th Street Live uh, in downtown Huntington. That takes place here every Friday during the summer months. And Shalem is performing tonight at 9th Street Live. So I'm sure a lot of you are, if not already there, you're on your way. So nobody's working on a Friday. That's okay. Uh, We'll be done working here after the show. It's until then, we've got, I think, a lot to get into today because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the TBT. You know, that's coming up on Sunday. Now, I'm not watching the first two games. I'm not interested, no. Uh, once we get into Heard That and Best Virginia, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, sure. I'm not that much need of content on a Sunday to watch teams that I, I have no idea what they're about. I haven't done the research just because I don't really care. But when it gets to tip-off time for Heard That at 5 on Sunday, I'm going to be there. Marshall men's basketball team is going to be there supporting the Heard That alum. And then Best Virginia is going to be at 7 o'clock. We've got those games Sunday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So uh, that's that's my sports for the weekend, the TBT on a Sunday night. That's my sports. Uh, yeah, we got baseball. Baseball action this weekend. The Pirates are back in action, and we're going to – have those games for you as well but yeah that's it it's get into the yard cutting grass getting stuff done because here in a few weeks i won't have saturdays off until uh, march maybe april i'm not gonna have yeah my weekends are gone after the next few weeks my weekends are gone i won't be able to get anything done so no time to watch anything except on sunday night heard that i will listen a little bit to the radio catch a little bit of the game but it's yard work it's things around the house it's errands it's things of that nature and it's say goodbye to your summer we got football season coming up here in the next few weeks high school as well nfl college i know we talked a little bit about yesterday nfl the cincinnati Bengals. it's going to happen we're going to find out soon There's going to be a new name to Paul Brown Stadium. It's going to be something that incorporates Paul Brown Stadium's name into the new sponsorship. It will be, well, the Heinz ketchup bottles are apparently, the Heinz Red Zone is going back in Pittsburgh. So no Heinz Field at Paul Brown Stadium. That's not happening. I was hoping for that. I wanted that so bad. I wanted the ketchup bottles at Paul Brown Stadium. I did. I desperately wanted to see those go up just because it would irk people. Maybe Heinz Field at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. That's leading me to the question here. When do we get to the point where we're going to have naming rights up for Jones C. Edwards Stadium? 
I mean, could you incorporate a sponsorship into Jones C. Edwards Stadium name? I mean, do you want to keep Jones C. Edwards Stadium name and then add a sponsor to it? Or do you just want to go out and just bid this thing out? It is sign of the times. You're looking for new streams of revenue. You're going into a new league. Is it about time to look at naming rights and think, okay, how much can we get for a certain period of time for the naming rights of Jones C. Edwards Stadium. What can we do here? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That might be heresy for a lot of people. Like, wait a minute. We're not getting rid of Jones C. Edwards' name on the stadium. How big's the check? That may be heresy for some of you. Honestly, how big is the check? Is it a few hundred thousand? Probably not. We're getting several million over a certain period of time? Probably so. I would do it. I would name the stadium. I'd name the field. Heinz Field at Heiner's Stadium. Heiner's Bakery Stadium. I would do that. I would do Heiner's Bakery Stadium. Heinz Field at Heiner's Bakery Stadium. Or just Heiner's Bakery Stadium. Seriously, think about it. Would you encourage Christian Spears, Marshall's athletic director, and Brad Smith, the president of Marshall University, to pursue naming rights to Joan C. Edwards Stadium and open those up? Now, you could do something nice to honor Joan C. Edwards. Sure, you could do something like there's something you could be able to do. Oh, but I'm here in 2022. I'm looking at name, image, and likeness. I'm looking at revenue streams that need to go up. I'm looking at trying to compete to stay relevant. You're in a new league. You want to be relevant in your new league. And you've got a lot of things to pay for. Naming rights, I would look at seriously. Not just It's not just for the pros. I think you could make some money and pay for some things here. You'd have to find a, a great sponsor Make sure it's a significant deal here. I mean, now we're not going to have hundreds of millions of dollars in this deal. Let's let's be realistic. But we could find something and have a name. I mean, look, you have Mountain Health Arena. They're paying money for naming of the arena. Why not look at Jones C. Edwards Stadium as a place that could bring in some extra revenue with naming rights? I would do it. I know it might rub some of you wrong that I'm even suggesting that, and that's fine. But I also am asking the serious question, how much is the check? How much is the check for the naming rights? And I would go one step further. I And then, again, this is going to be heresy for some of you, and that's all right. How about naming rights to the Henderson Center? I mean, Cam Henderson, significant factor in martial athletics, and you want to find a way to honor him. But how much is the check? How much are you going to get for the naming rights? I would seriously look into that. I would find a, a way to make some money off of naming rights of the stadiums. And then either you incorporate the sponsor into the name of the the arena or the stadium or you just flat out okay it's it's named after you 
and that's how much this is going to cost you. And I would write down a number, and if you can make that deal happen, I would do it. Absolutely would do it. And, of course, I know some of you would say, well, what are you suggesting, Paul? What do you think you're doing here? You know, it's Jones. And before that, it was Marshall Stadium. So we changed the name already once for money. But is that gift and is that donation in perpetuity? I say no. I say no. I think stadium naming rights are I – mean, it's one thing if you give money to a, for a business uh, college or uh, an engineering facility. It's one thing. But stadiums, I think, should be up for grabs here. I don't think you should have these things uh, named after a sponsor or you should do it in perpetuity. I mean, it should be a, a term, and then you renegotiate the deal. All right, we'll, um, we'll get your phone calls and text in. The phone line is open, 877-420-TALK. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, basketball tournament a little bit more. Uh, there's some new additions to the football schedule. If you follow the internets, uh, some of these uh, schedule details are coming out. Uh, we'll talk about it. Some games. I don't know, Herd fans, are you ready? But we'll talk when we continue to Travis Jones from West Virginia Metro News. The TBT is coming up this weekend. He's going to have the call. We're going to have the games right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up on Sunday, we've got Pirates baseball, and then at 5 o'clock, we're going to have two games from the TBT. It just so happens we're going to have Best Virginia and Heard That. Hopefully these two teams will win, and we'll have that game on Tuesday. And to tell us a little bit more about the broadcast and the tournament itself, want to welcome to the show from Metro News, Travis Jones. And, Travis, you got the call of some of the most exciting basketball going on in the state. And this thing just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And here we are. I think I'm more excited for it this year than I was last year. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting, Paul. Last year, um, you know, of course, this is uh... – uh, certainly not the not the first two years for this tournament, but the first two years that I think most uh, West Virginia basketball fans were able to to witness it in person. And of course, you know, last year we had the unique opportunity to have the double uh, regional in in Charleston because of of COVID. So you know, we we saw a ton of basketball. You know, only seven games this time around. But you know, Paul walked away from that last year, and I was really surprised at the level of basketball that we saw last year you know because you get the you get this type of tournament and you get some of these guys that are 28 29 30 years old and you think eh, you know how much do they have left and you know is this going to be kind of geezer basketball and um you know walking out of that last year i mean we we saw some guys in charleston last year that you're like watching and thinking how are these guys not good enough to be in the league um, so I'm, I'm excited too. I, I was really impressed with the, you know, you got to love the, the Elam ending. That was exciting. Um, so yeah, it was, um, people that missed out on it last year, they certainly don't want to miss out on it again this year because I, it, it's going to go away from Charleston for a couple of years. So this, this will be your last chance here in at least a handful of years, uh, to watch this tournament. Now, one of the fun things is that if you can't get to Charleston, you can't watch the game. Of course, we got you covered. You're going to be calling some of the action and, it's situated where 
the matchup we all want can happen if Best Virginia and Heard That can make it happen. Uh, I don't know if you maybe you want to try to see if you can get them in the championship game, try to stack it this way, the way it's seated. But you know, no matter what, I'm hoping that you know one of these two teams are going to be in the second round. But that matchup, looking ahead, I think that's the dream matchup. That's the one we all want to see. It is. So, Paul, what I think happened is, you know, again, they see this tournament, but it's not the NCAA tournament. I mean, let's be honest. You know, they're they're giving away a million dollars, so they're trying to sell tickets. And I think last year they went in putting West Virginia, best Virginia, and heard that on opposite sides of the bracket with the hope of what you just said, getting those two teams in the finals with the winner going on to the – uh, to the regional or to the finals in Dayton, you know, the final tournament in Dayton. Well, what happened last year? Didn't happen. Uh, so I, I think that uh, the TBT folks kind of learned learned their lesson there, and they, um, they're, they're moving, every, you know, they're moving that potential matchup now back to the semis on day two, which, again, you know, looking and, and prepping for this game, for this, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that we'll get a West Virginia Marshall matchup on on Monday or on Tuesday either. Um, both these teams are going to have challenging openings. Um, so, you know, uh, th- that's kind of the balance. You know, do they want to put Heard That and Best Virginia together in the first round to guarantee that game and then automatically know you're losing one for Tuesday and potentially Wednesday night? So I, I do think that that was done by design. Uh, they they want to get – you know, that matchup coming up on Tuesday night in the semifinals and, you know, the ticket sales will be uh, even better. I would imagine the lower ring of the Civic Center at least would be sold out if, if we got there. But, you know, like I said, looking at these first matchups, particularly heard that's matchup with Founding Fathers, a team that was very good last year, made up, you know, solely or mainly, not solely, but mainly of uh, James uh, Madison alumni. Uh, you know, they look pretty stacked. But I tell you, this, this uh, Gay Elmore has been around a long, long time. And I, I know he's he's watched this tournament meticulously and and figured out what are some of the pieces that you have to have, whether they're you know former Marshall players or whether you know there's some other guys that they went out and got this year uh, to try to help their roster and, and help their scoring. And you know certainly uh, John you know John and Stevie Browning can't do it all. So uh, I, I like I really like heard that heard that's roster this year. I really like what they've done. The fun thing about this first-round matchup, of course, Marshall just joining the Sun Belt, so is James Madison. So already we have something that can maybe give both fan bases something to go after each other. This one might be more intense than we first thought because new league, new membership, new rivalries hopefully be forming, and this might be the the start of a, a great relationship between Marshall and James Madison. Yeah, absolutely, and, and a natural fit, honestly, too. Um, you know, considering the, the, the geograph, you know, in today in conferences, if you can get any type of geographical, you know, relationship with a team, then that's, that's saying something when we're seeing, you know, teams on the West Coast being a conference now with teams on the East Coast. So, yeah, when I look down this lineup at this, um, at this uh, James Madison team, they call them the Founding Fathers, uh, a couple of guys that um, really stood out from last year, Ron Curry is an outstanding shooter. Uh, 6'4", he's a JMU kid. Uh, he had a tremendous tournament last year, as did uh, A.J. Davis, one of their posts. And and they also went out, you know, during the offseason and, and picked up a couple of uh, non-JMU players 
Although, you know, looking at uh, at their roster, they're they're more James Madison esque than most of these alumni teams. Uh, but they did add a couple of players, uh, uh, Cordero Ballard, who uh, Marshall fans might be familiar with. Uh, he played at Moorhead State and then wrapped up his career at South Carolina Aiken. And then they got Desmond Ringer, who started out as a Gamecock at South Carolina and then wrapped up his his uh, final season at Mercer. So again, the the seedings are set up for her dad to get get past his first round and, and take on the winner of uh, West uh, Best Virginia and, uh, and and the Virginia team that they're playing. But uh, certainly, like I said, I, I, I think both teams, anytime you put a million-dollar carrot out there, you know, you're going to get uh, maximum effort from all these teams. Let's talk about that matchup, Best Virginia taking on Virginia Dream. I think if all things go well, uh, Best Virginia is going to make it to the Sweet 16. I really think that this is a loaded team. Uh, this is a team that uh, is – it plays like it's a Bob Huggins coach team, so yeah, you know what you're going to get. Uh, I was surprised they couldn't make it further last year, so this might be the year that this team punches through and gets out of Charleston. Yeah, Paul, it's interesting. You know, I thought last year's TBT team kind of reflected a little bit like West Virginia's current team, and and that was uh, they they were very good defensively, but it came to you know they had a cold night shooting in that second game in charleston and that, and that knocked them out and I, I think that's going to be the same with this team you know you look there are four guys that aren't on this team they were on this team a year ago um so you you worry a little bit about the scoring you know john flowers obviously is their best three-point shooter uh now with nate adrian not playing so he's going to have to have a very good game you worry about a, a little bit about the boards you know kevin jones is going to have to give you eight or nine uh, a game i think West Virginia fans are interested to see, you know, how much does Evan Ebanks uh, have in the tank? You know, former NBA guy, but he's 32 years old now. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see at what level he can perform. And, you know, again, I thought they did an outstanding job of going outside the WVU family and picking up some interesting guys. You know, Jamel Morris, the kid from Glenville State, who was the Mountain East Conference uh, freshman of the year at Glenville and then finished his career at Fairmont State. He was probably the third best player on that team last year at least from the uh, performance standpoint. And then they got Tanner McGrew, the 6'8 player uh, from West Virginia Wesleyan, who was a double-double machine at, uh, at Wesleyan in the, in the MEC and has had an outstanding career overseas. And then their, their latest addition is an, uh, just a great shooter and Timon Scruggs from, uh, from West Virginia Tech uh, down in uh, Beckley. He played for James Long, uh, the West Virginia head coach. So, yeah, Paul, I, I, you know, it's interesting. They add these guys, and then uh, they have very short time to play. They only have one exhibition game. So uh, I, I think that that is another aspect of this to, to see how it all melds together and how quickly it can meld together against pretty good competition. Travis Jones joins us from Metro News now. As we mentioned, we've got the second half of Sunday action. After baseball, we're going to have the first game uh, at 5 o'clock. Heard that, Founding Fathers, and then we're going to have the – matchup between Best Virginia and Virginia Dream. So this is an opportunity for fans who can't come. They can listen to it on the radio. And this is, uh, what, second year you guys have done this, uh, carried these uh, games. And I know uh, a lot of fans were appreciative of it last year. Yeah, and we do them all. Um, so, you know, folks, if, if there's not a uh, – and I know in, in West Virginia a lot of the affiliates are carrying Best Virginia and, and the Herd Gat games and understandable, but all of them will be streamed. Also, wvmetronews.com, and and yeah, it was a uh, Paul. We did it last year, and as I mentioned, it was double. It was a double regional, so there were 14 games. 
So it was, uh, it almost was a, a state tournament type deal for us. Uh, we, we had a lot of games to click, to click off, but, uh, you know, this year with seven, it's a little more manageable, but yeah, looking forward to it. And I think, you know, one of the fun things that first game on, on noon on Sunday is the East Tennessee state, uh, alumni team, the Buccaneers and, uh, coach Bob Bolin is, is my color man on that game at noon. And he, he actually recruited half this Buccaneers roster. So he, he knows these guys extremely well. I'll make sure that he tries to stay unbiased as much as he can. Uh, it's going to be a fun game in there. And see, again, uh, there's a team that, yeah, going back to my Southern Conference days, uh, I, I would like to uh, see uh, not make it. You know, just, you know, I can be biased. I, if, they, if they lose in the first round, so be it. But if they're in the championship game against uh, either Heard that or Best Virginia, uh, obviously you know who I'm rooting for. Yeah, yeah, I know, buddy. Those, uh, those rivalries die hard. I, I, we we know all about that. Yeah, Absolutely. that's that's why I love the Sun Belt. Uh, there's some old rivalries I'm excited for, some new yep. rivalries, and and I got to find them where I can. So I'll I'll take the Buccaneers in the championship game against Best Virginia or heard that that would be a fun day for me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I I know that um, in talking with Tim Brady from the CVB in Charleston, uh, ticket sales have been excellent. Uh, I think at one time in the summer, Charleston was number three in the country in terms of the region and advanced ticket sales. And, and uh, we know the walk-up will be good as well. And I, I think the two, the, the time slots are very good because it's Sunday evening. So folks can, you know, go to church, do some yard work and still get to the, get to the civic center Coliseum by Sunday night. And then of course, you know, everything's nights on uh, Tuesday, six and eight. And then the championship game on Wednesday at, uh, at seven. And, you know, the other thing, the tickets are affordable, which, um, you know, in this day and age, uh, that's hard to come by, so I, I think it's a great opportunity uh, for those basketball fans to kind of get a little summer taste and uh, before we get ready for football. It all begins for us at 5 p.m. on Sunday with Heard That and Founding Fathers, and of course, as you mentioned, it gets ready, uh, it gets real for you at noon uh, with the Buccaneers and Fully Loaded, so uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to be listening. I appreciate you doing this last minute so we could talk a little yeah, bit no about problem, this. Buddy. and uh, My pleasure. Have fun, and uh, hopefully we can talk about uh, maybe on Tuesday, Best Virginia and Heard That. That will be a fun game to talk about. Sounds great. Look forward to it, Paul. Have a great weekend. Thanks Thank for you, having sir. me on your show. That is Travis Jones from Metro News. The tournament begins on Sunday. We'll go at 5 o'clock with Heard That and Founding Fathers, and then it'll be Best Virginia taking on Virginia Dream. Hopefully we'll have a game on Tuesday to talk about between Best Virginia and Heard That. We'll open up the phone lines for you at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255, and the text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our Friday text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Let's talk football. We've got that coming up here in a very short time, and we're finding out more and more. We've got a few more future opponents. If you scour the internets like we do here on a daily basis, looking for every bit of knowledge we can grab, um, the interwebs have reported that uh, there are a couple more uh, teams on the schedule. Now, future opponents. Uh, and, you know, if you uh, ever check out uh, fcschedules.com, 
that's a great place to start. Always a great reference tool. You know, hey, who's Marshall playing? You can go look at that real quick, and, and you can see in the future, you know, FC schedules is a, is reporting and showing that Middle Tennessee is going to be on the 2026 season schedule. So hey, um, you're going to play them, and I like it to a degree. I like it to a degree. I don't hate it. I don't hate. Is it my favorite? No. Is it terrible? No. It's not terrible. It's not my favorite. So you got Marshall and Middle Tennessee. You know, things would have worked out. That would have been a Mac school. And then you would have had some in the media complaining about going playing a Mac school. Fans, too, by the way. Fans, too. Will Conference USA be the new, oh, why are we playing a MAC school for Marshall fans? So middle is uh, on the 2026 season schedule. If you if you go by FC schedules and um, you look at the future schedules, you've got two FCS schools. Central Connecticut State, 2023. First time these two schools will ever meet. And then you have Stony Brook and 2024. So these are first-time matchups. How do you feel about these games? You've seen and you've heard on this show and you've read in the newspaper the philosophy, the scheduling philosophy for Marshall. You know, destinations, you, you want to go destinations where herd fans would like to travel to some opportunities Notre Dame for example is probably a great example of that it's a great destination right get to go to a storied program like that and so destinations and and places you can travel to these destinations and visit so when we look at the schedule here in the future when the herds on the road you're going to be looking at, okay, what's the thinking here? Why is Marshall going to this place? And the answer is going to be destinations as part of it. Is this somewhere that Marshall fans would like to go? Not, is this close and I can get in the car and drive up to Athens and go see the Bobcats? Is this not that far away and we can just head up the road and we can go see I'm going to throw Toledo in that mix, Akron in that mix. Yeah, you can drive to those games. But for the life of me, who wants to drive to Toledo? Who wants to go to Akron? Who wants to drive to Bowling Green? And I'm not talking to Western Kentucky, mind you. I'm not ta- I'm not ta- I'm talking Mac here. So on one hand, it's easy to get to, right? I like the Mac. I like Marshall being the Mac. I liked it. I'm not I'm not hating on the Mac. But the other hand, philosophy is, right? Going to destinations. So that's gonna be where we kind of start keeping an eye on. Okay, is this a yeah, is Middle Tennessee? Yeah, are these is this a destination for you? Christian's not yeah, shaking his head no. Why is it not a destination? I mean, you're close to Nashville. You're close to Nashville. 
So Christian is saying, no, I don't want to go to middle. Well, you can go to Nashville. That's a that's a destination right there, Music City. Go to watch uh, watch some performances. Go see the Country Music uh, Hall of Fame. You know, maybe the Predators will be playing around that time. Who knows? Get to see uh, get to see a, yeah a show, Grand Ole Opry, right? You, you, then you could go down and watch Marshall play Middle Tennessee, or on your way back. So. There's the thinking there, right? I get it. And so, you know, if you see, yeah, if you ever see a road game and you're going to, you're going to Murfreesboro, well, okay, yeah, and there's Nashville involved there. It's like, hey, why would you go to Vanderbilt? Well, it's a destination, right? Okay, so yeah, we're thinking, okay, what's going to be fun? What's going to be a fun road trip? Not necessarily, hey, Vanderbilt's tearing up the world. I'm just throwing Vanderbilt out there. And then, of course, you know, you never travel to an FCS school. No, you do not travel to an FCS school. So you need a game. You want to have, you want to go out and get a money game. You want to go on the road, destination, go get a a road game, a money game. And you want to bring in, bring in the tune-up here. So Central Connecticut State's going to be the tune-up. And then Stony Brook. And, of course, You've got fans that will tell me, why are we playing FCS schools? Why, why are we playing them? Well, do you want to have another home game? That's my answer. You want to have home? You want to go? You want to watch and play home, right? Why are we? Why do we have more road games and we have home games? Okay, well here's why. Now here's now how you get a home game. Why are we playing an FCS? Because you want a home game. Do you want you want Toledo, Bowling Green, and Kent State? You want some of those play? You, you want to do home uh, one and ones with them? I'm glad I'm not in. I, I'm glad I'm not actually in charge of scheduling here because uh, you, you got to make everybody happy and you make no one happy. Uh, you make no one happy whatsoever when you schedule. Because either you did a great job or you did a terrible job. It's, it's either why are you doing that or it's, it's great. Like Notre Dame, oh, that's great. That's, that's, that's great. Or why are you playing Bowling Green? Right? So if you look at the – yeah, we're not even looking at 2022 right now. We're looking at 2023. What's the schedule? Got Navy. Navy's coming in. Okay, great. Road game at East Carolina. Okay, great. You should play that game. Home game with Virginia Tech. Okay, great. That's great. And then you got Central Connecticut. Now you know why you're playing Central Connecticut because you have Navy, Virginia Tech, and East Carolina on your schedule. Now you know why you're playing Central Connecticut. And then Stony Brook. Why are you playing Stony Brook? Well, you got a road trip at Virginia Tech. That'll be tough. You got a road trip at Liberty, and I'm not sleeping on Liberty. You play host to Western Michigan. You need a home game. Stony Brook's your home game. And then 2025, you have Army, home. East Carolina, home. Ohio, home. 
and then you're at Western Michigan. So you're returning that game. So you get three home non-conference games. 2026 is going to be um, here. Here, here's 2026. Here, here's why. Here's why Middle Tennessee is on 2026. Because you're at Penn State, you're at Army, you play host the Liberty, and then you're playing Middle Tennessee. And there's um, there's an option that could be played somewhere else, right? You just gotta you gotta play with this stuff. And uh, I mean, 2027, you got Bowling Green, Boise State, and, and you're at Ohio. Those are the uh, future non-conference opponents for the Thundering Herd. So, as a Herd fan, do you do you like where you're at now? And are you hoping it gets better, different? Text lines 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. And really, we're not going to see truly what the scheduling philosophy looks like until we get past a lot of these games because this, this future schedule here is not you know, really open until down the line here. It's 2022. We're not going to see really what the schedule philosophy will look like here until down the road because there's already so many holes that have been filled. But you got to have a home game, right? So you got Stony Brook it is. And you have to have a home game in 2023. So you have Central Connecticut. Probably not a road game that was available that was enticing enough. So, hey, Central Connecticut. And then, you know, 2025. I mean, once we get to 2025, Army at Western Michigan, East Carolina, Ohio, not an FCS school on that. And then 2026, Penn State, Army, both on the road, Liberty and Middle Tennessee. No FCS there. And then you you might have an opening for one in 2027. But again... You're getting into a new conference. You had to adjust some things at the same. And, and keep in mind also, you had to adjust some things because, well, you have Appalachian State as a guaranteed game now. So you had to you have to adjust some things. I'm not. I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. And honestly, I mean Stony Brook could be a monster in 2024. We don't know that. Uh, Central Connecticut, but I'm sure I'm going to hear from you as. And I'm not excited for Central Connecticut. Okay. You think Penn State's excited for Marshall? I'm not excited about Stony Brook. Okay. You want a home game? You want to be on the road a lot or you want a home game? And that, that balances it out. Phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Getting you set for your weekend. Hope you're hope 
through really having a great weekend. We're a few more weeks away from no football in our lives. It's going to happen soon, and then your weekends will be taken up for several months. And then your weekends will be taken up for several more months with basketball. So don't worry. Don't fret. Your weekends will be filled soon. So enjoy this quiet time as you have it here as we get ready for, of course, uh, I think an exciting season of Marshall football right back into it and in the Sun Belt. So um, we have a lot of things to get into in a short time. So let me start. This isn't directly football or basketball related, but it does impact Marshall athletics in a way because you have a board of governors that makes decisions for Marshall University. And so today we find out that Governor Jim Justice appoints James C. Smith to the Marshall University Board of Governors. So Smith will serve a four-year term ending in June 30th of 2026. Um, he is um, someone who has um, been inducted into the Marshall College Business Hall of Fame, awarded an honorary doctorate in humane letters. Uh, he's replacing uh, Tony Straub, resigned from the board last month to become the university's chief legal officer. So uh, he is a former president and CEO of information and media giant Thompson Reuter. And he's an 81 graduate of Marshall, uh, which he did attend on a football scholarship. So uh, some changes there to the Board of Governors. And the reason I bring this up only because, again, the Board of Governors will have its say in a lot of things that involve the athletic department. So you always want to keep an eye on who's in the Board of Governors and, uh, you know, where they might go with a few things. So, you know, as I said, it came into play a couple, uh, about a year or so ago, it came into play. And it comes into play when, you, when you're trying to build a baseball park, you're trying to hire a football coach, you're trying to hire an athletic director. So these things do come into play. Uh, I don't know if you're heading up to Charleston, if you're uh, looking to catch some baseball, if you, uh, you are – it's probably because uh, today is the final day of Corey Bird's odyssey as a baseball player, former Marshall baseball player and current Charleston Dirty Bird, uh, retiring after today's game. So he is uh, he's calling it quits or retiring, moving on to other challenges. Hopefully some Herd fans are going to be in attendance tonight cheering him on. I know there will be some Herd fans in attendance on Sunday at the TBT cheering on Herd that. So make a week of, of it in Charleston. Think about it. The um, the Dirty Birds, despite having lost at when they were the West Virginia Power, the actual, hey, we are a affiliate of a team – I think you're seeing some, you know, you're seeing some good baseball being played here. Some some interesting players, and you know, it's a great outlet for guys maybe like Corey Bird, give it a, a final go and and get a chance to go. So, it hasn't been bad baseball in Charleston. I will say that it's been pretty good. There's some good stuff being played. Uh, speaking of baseball, we've got Pirates baseball back in action for you tonight. Uh, it's a home stand, three game home stand against the Miami Marlins. And we go on the air at 640, 705 first pitch right here on ESPN. 
94.1 and AM 930. Uh, former Marlin Zach Thompson on the mound tonight for the Pirates. He's been doing better. His ERA is down to 409. Uh, he could get that down if he has a good performance tonight. So he is on the mound tonight. And Braxton Garrett on the mound tonight for the Marlins. As I mentioned, 640 airtime, 705 first pitch right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, uh, on Sunday we'll have Pirates baseball in the mid-afternoon. And then after that, we're going to have the TBT. We will go on the air at 5 o'clock. Heard that taking on Founding Fathers. So if you got to be away, you got to be away from the TV. And see, that game's on ESPN3, so I don't know how many of you can actually watch it. Just depending on you know, your setup. So I believe that's on ESPN3. So since it's on ESPN3, if you want to catch the game, an easy way to do it is right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Just... Keep that in mind. That's a good option for you as far as being able to follow the game. You might want to go out and cut grass on Sunday. At 5 o'clock, it might be cool enough to cut grass on Sunday at 5 o'clock. So you can go out there and you can listen to the game. We'll be streaming it, by the way, as well. So don't forget, download the app. If you haven't already, uh, the best way to do that, here's the easiest way to do that. You You could go to the App Store and try to search for it. And if you can find it quick, that's great. That's an easy way to do it. But an even easier way is you can go to our website at wrvc.com. We've got the links right there, right there on the front page. So if you click the link to either Android or iOS devices, whichever one you have, you can get the link to the store, and then you can download it there. And a quick, easy way to do that is just from your phone browser. You know, Go to our website, wrvc.com. And you can click the link right there. Of course, you can search in the uh, store however you need to. And it's great because you you can listen to all of our stations as well, not just ours, on the app. And you can also get the podcast on the uh, app. So you can listen to the show live in the app. And if you miss the show, you can go back to the app later and you can just grab the podcast there. So you don't even have to fool with Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You don't have to fool with any of those If you have our app, you just go to the front page and then you see where the menu bar is on the top left. Menu bar is on the top left. And then you open that and you get all these other options, including podcasts. And you can go and you can listen to the podcast of the show anytime right there in the one app. It's great. You should download it. It's free. And you can listen to the show live if you like. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Travis Jones, from Metro News. He'll have the call of the TBT on Sunday. We go on the air at 5 o'clock with Heard That, taking on Founding Fathers. Back on Monday, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.